Hello and welcome to Honey Are You Happy, a podcast dedicated to breaking down the bullshit around health and well-being through authentic and challenging conversations that question present day health and wellness in order for you to become your healthiest, happiest and most fulfilled self. I'm your host Joss, I'm an assistant psychologist and eating disorder ambassador for the UK's leading eating disorder charity. I have a wealth of experience in mental health, advocacy, public speaking and behaviour change. Having recovered from anorexia nervosa myself in my teenage years and then gone on to commence at least five years of training and research in psychology. I have been guest speaker for BBC News, Victoria Derbyshire and many other mental health podcasts. I'm an avid blogger, adrenaline junkie and travel addict. Most of all, I'm a sister, a daughter, a friend, a lover. But most importantly, I'm your biggest cheerleader. I'm here for you to reach your full potential and navigate this bullshit that we label health and wellness. Hello and welcome back. Today's episode was actually sparked by something I said in my previous episode, which is the one um, anorexia from surviving to thriving. If you haven't listened to it already, highly recommend it. And thanks to all those who did and gave me such great feedback. Within that episode, I spoke about a really pinnacle point in my journey where I was on the phone to my brother and he said to me, Joss, you can stay a victim or you have the choice to be a survivor. And I mentioned as well that within mental health and mental illness, it isn't a choice to be sick. Sometimes things happen to us and it's just the way that our brain and our behaviours kind of morph into this coping strategy, be it eating disorders, alcoholism, substance abuse, whatever it is. Within the recovery process, there are choices. And one of those choices and one of those kind of journeys that you go on is moving from a state of victimization and victim mindset to survivor, to thriver, to kind of choosing to believe there is a better way forward. And this is what I really wanted to focus on in this episode, because I think I made it sound quite easy. Like, I think I made it sound like my brother said, stop being a victim, start being a survivor. And then I kind of got all motivated and managed to pull myself out of a dark place. And while that is like, in a nutshell, kind of what happened, the intricacies of it are a lot harder. And this is why you get people who become functional, anorexic, or have a a kind of quasi-recovery, because they don't quite manage to make that transition. Um, They don't quite manage to let the full grip go of their eating disorder. So... I want to kind of take you through how to change the narrative from victimization to survivor to finally reaching the thriving state. So when we think about what it takes to recover, I like to think about it as a kind of a journey. And at some point in that journey, you'll most likely be in denial and there will not be a problem. And then you might realize there is a problem, but kind of not be so sure if you want to change. Um, It might seem scary and fearful. And it's within this area of the kind of recovery cycle that we can slip into the victimization mindset. Now, this isn't to feel guilty or, or bad about. If you think about it, so often we don't have a choice 
about what's happened to us in the past. Maybe you've suffered from some sort of abuse, abandonment, infidelity in a relationship, maybe even had something like rape. It could be that you witnessed a horrible divorce when you were young. Whatever it is, a lot of these experiences that we undergo, they can have we have no power in them they just things that happen to us and we don't have a choice about being victimized but what we do have is the choice and the chance to grow through these things in order to reach a place of survival and thriving victimization is not something to feel shameful about if you realize that you're in a kind of victim mindset um, don't beat yourself up about it. It's simply a kind of a point where we need to accept this will occur in our journey and then we need to lean into it in order to grow from it. So how do we know if we're in the victim stage? Well, this is a stage where you're likely quite vulnerable. Maybe you're easily triggered and that when I talk about triggering, I mean like your central nervous system gets sparked. Maybe it's when you're in conflict, maybe it's when you're going into relationships, um, maybe it's at the thought of gaining weight or letting go of a coping behaviour like uh, substance abuse or alcoholism, or maybe you're numbing with these things still, but you're you're quite vulnerable. There might be quite a lot of helplessness. You might be kind of thinking, oh, you know, that kind of woe is me and self-pity, numbness, this kind of state of just not feeling. There can be a lot of defeat and self-hatred, a lot of not liking what you see in the mirror. And it can feel quite out of control. And we're kind of waiting to be rescued. We're waiting for the universe to just drop this thing into our laps or for someone to say the magical words to us that are just going to transform our lives and make everything easy or take the pain away or, you know, um, have the answers. Um, and we're not really willing to go introspect and kind of look at what we need to develop in ourselves and to kind of face up to what's happened and how we move forward. There can be a lot of anger, a lot of aggression, and then a lot of preoccupation with the past um, and little planning of the future. There can be a real obsession with being stuck in the past and kind of like living in the trauma or living in the thing that's kind of like triggered you or, or felt uncontrollable. Not everything that happens to us that makes us feel out of control has to be a trauma. Um, you know, you could have gone through a really bad breakup with the person that you thought you were going to be with forever. And, you know, that might have not been a trauma as such, but it can be something that is it's just hit you enough to kind of like shake up your whole world and sense of identity and feelings of not being good enough and only oh, woe is me and this is always going to happen. These kind of pessimistic cycles of... Um, of talking can be a lot of defeat defeatedness in that um so if we're stuck in that mind set what is the survivor stage and what does that look like well in this stage we're kind of we're more strong we're confident we realize that we there are resources that we can use and that there are choices that we can make in order to kind of keep ourselves healthy and we realize there's no need to be trapped trapped in the um victim mindset uh, whatever the traumatic episode is like it's not forgotten but they're no longer these episodes aren't in control of our lives they're integrated into part of our story 
and we recognize the opportunities they provide us to grow, to heal and to change and be seen. Kind of most importantly, our self-worth is at a high in the survivor stage. We feel lovable just as we are. We're no longer needing to change. We're aware of our triggers. We're working on ourselves. We're growing. Um, we realize that we have survived trauma and that there is no need to remain trapped there. Therefore, you're no longer a victim of what's happened. You're growing through it. You're moving through it. And you realize that maybe the person you were back then when that happened to you or whatever was going on, in that situation you're no longer that person you're no longer tied to that situation and actually that's a beautiful chance to kind of redefine yourself and and to kind of reclaim your identity as a survivor you'll find that there's more happiness and you'll be more present there'll be less pain there'll be less guilt less depression less questioning less pessimism um, there'll be more hope, more planning for the future, less looking back. And that is where the present, you know, being more present comes into it. You'll find that you're no longer kind of ruminating on the past and unpicking things, but actually your whole being is very present and it's not a conscious effort, effort to be present. It's just life. It's just, you know, where you are in that day. And you'll probably detach yourself from what happened as well. So even if you do find yourself looking back, there won't be that trigger. There won't be that emotional pull, that kind of like when you feel your heart going back there. I'm sure if you've ever been through a really bad breakup and you're not over your ex yet and you look back and you can feel your heart just going, Whoa, it's not that feeling anymore. And you get that when you look back at a trauma as well. If, if something bad's happened to you and you think back to it, you can sometimes get that real, you know, that knot in your stomach and that kind of like your heartstrings are being pulled. Um, but actually when we're in the survival, stage we don't get that as much we have this kind of detached and neutral we might feel even warmer feelings for that person that went through that instead of looking back at it and thinking oh that was my fault and you know I was never being abused if that didn't happen or my parents divorced because of me we look back with empathy um with a realistic outlook we're open to perspectives and we're not holding ourselves as victim and that is the main thing so the thriver stage is what we're aiming for. We've been in our victimization, we've moved through it, and we're in our survivor stage, and we're kind of building and growing and evolving, and this might take some cycles, and then we suddenly reach this kind of thriving stage where we have value, we see our value, we have meaning, and we have purpose. You might have been touched by tragedy, but you've rised up through it. You're committed to moving forward. You're satisfied with life. You're strong, you're feeling empowered, and you're determined. You're also probably more likely in the thriving stage to accept imperfections in others and in yourself. You're no longer kind of looking for someone who's never going to trigger you, or you're aware that sometimes you might have bad days and not show up perfectly for people. And that is the human existence, and you're not afraid of that of people being imperfect you might hold less expectations of others or more realistic expectations you may be better at boundary setting and you might be more happy in the present and kind of in your own body i think as well with that like there's this real commitment to moving forward when you're thriving i think and you're kind of you use what you've been through 
as a tool to help others. And I know many people who are kind of in the thriving stage of their recoveries. And I see them as these people who are detached from their past and what's happened. Um, and they're really strong in their self-identity at the moment. And they there's literally nothing that can shake them. They are they are so on it they're so grounded and self-assured um in their own worth and their identity and I think that to me is when you've reached the thriving stage that's not to say that people don't have bad days but it's to say that on a baseline every day their self-worth is high and they're accepting this themselves imperfections and all and also they're willing to work on their triggers they're willing to be self-aware and introspective and to not blame others to not hold themselves victim and also not feel victimized by everything that happens to them but also see their role neutrally in in relationships and in friendships and in family life difficult dynamics will eventually crop up they're able to see their role in that to take ownership and to build and to move forward that was a lot to get your head around. And how do we shift? And that is the main question. It's great knowing that you can kind of go from being victim to kind of survivor to thriver. Great. But how do we actually get there? How do we do the work? And what does that work look like? So that's going to be different for each and every one of us, obviously. But when I was thinking about this and reflecting on my own journey, I did kind of think of two main things. And it kind of came down to having an intrinsic area of work and an extrinsic area of influence and support. So the intrinsic stuff is the stuff we do inside. It's the introspective side of healing. It's when we kind of challenge our beliefs. We believe we can de we deserve more. We're willing to have a look at another way of being. We don't want to be victim anymore. We don't want to carry on coping in the ways that we've learned to cope or numb. And we're ready to move forward. We're ready to kind of step out of our comfort zone. And that takes daily work in ourselves. For many of us, that kind of shift means shifting into the uncomfortable and anxiety, um, leaning into anxiety. I know that when I was in recovery and I decided, okay, I'm going to leave the victim mindset beh behind and this is not going to be my story, I really had to every day accept that I would feel anxious and I had to lean into that. I had to get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable, with eating more, with exercising less, with watching my body change, with communicating to others with my words and not with my behaviours that I was sad, angry, stressed. And to know that, you know, if life got too much, if life got too stressful again, which when I went to university, it inevitably did with the mass amount of deadlines, I didn't have to use food to cope. And I think that was all self-motivated. That was work no one else could do. I wasn't going to have a therapist by my side every day telling me what to eat, when to eat, how to eat. I had to do that myself. I had to challenge and unpick all these little beliefs and behaviors that I'd constructed as this false sense of safety. I had to completely rip that scaffolding down and feel unsafe and feel what it was like to be unsafe and notice that that area, that space where I'm kind of like anxious and in panic and it's this is not how I cope and this is not how I numb and the floodgates are open and everything's rushing in. I can sit there, I can swim there and I can be there and nothing bad happens. And that is the intrinsic work. With that came journaling, came meditation, 
came the willingness to be open to therapy. I think a lot of people go and get therapy, but they're not actually open. They they have this bad rapport with their therapist. They're not willing to see their therapist as someone who is there to aid the work in themselves, not to do the work in themselves. You know, the therapist is there to ask the questions, to hold the space, to use different models and different ways to try and unpick belief cycles and experiences they are not there to fix you you turn up and do the work and I think we have this kind of warped idea of therapy and we're like oh it's not the right person it's not this it's not that but if you're going in with that mindset things aren't going to change so I think for me I definitely had this with a couple of therapists that I saw and when I decided I wanted to shift into survivor mode I then adopted this idea of, do you know what, I'm going to go with an open mind that this person has more tools, more skills, more training than I do to help me understand myself more and to help me move forward. So that was all intrinsic work as well. And like I said, journaling was a great chance to kind of uh, unpick things that happened. Uh, And now I find that although I don't journal as much, I'm really quick to hold myself accountable for things that I realise I do wrong. Whether it's I've been reactive to someone, if I've been impulsive, if I've said something that actually I didn't really mean because I said it in the heat of the moment, I'm really open and really willing to go back and look at that. And I think that's all skills I've learned through therapy and for having that kind of like more open mind. And that's all intrinsic work that we do in and of ourselves. Within that as well, no one can challenge your beliefs about yourself. Again, when you're looking in the mirror, no one can stand there by your shoulder and be like, you look beautiful, believe you look beautiful, Um, accept your body. Like only you can do that. Only you can put in the work to be like, you know what? I'm going to befriend myself. I'm going to be my best friend. I'm going to be my soulmate. I'm going to be the number one priority in my own life. And I'm going to do the work to become that person, even if at the moment I'm not fully liking who I am. And that takes time but even just being open to the fact that that is work you can do and will change your mindset is a great start and then the extrinsic kind of side to how we make the shift from victimization to survivor to thriver is having others around you to support you and kind of picking your circle really carefully because we become like the top, I think it's like the people that you hang around with, your top 10 friends, you're more more likely to become like, because obviously they're the ones that they have the behaviors around you. You have your clique and you're likely to kind of all do the same sorts of things. So be careful who those people are, because if they're people who are not rising you up, if they're people who are dragging you down, nitpicking, pulling you apart and questioning, making you question your self-worth, is that healthy for your recovery? Probably not. A flower cannot grow around weeds, it will die. Um, So you need to be really selective and really look at who you're allowing in to your life, who you're allowing to impact you. Who would be who would you pick to be in your support circle? If they're not already close to you, can you reach out? Can you say, hey, um, I really want to be friends with you. Like, do you want to go grab a coffee and spark up conversations and spark up new relationships with people you think you do align with? I think as well, like the extrinsic motivations come from building a life that you want as a survivor and a thriver. It has a lot of visionary work, a lot of kind of like, what do I want it to look like? And what outside of me do I need to create that environment where I can step into that survivor identity? For me, 
it's always been about loving others and always been about showing up and just being kind and growing and learning. So for me, it was getting a job as a youth worker, disability support work. It was traveling. It was experiencing new cultures. It was looking for experiences outside of me to remind myself how good the world is and also to reinforce to me that I am a lovable person and just doing the things that bring me joy made me like being myself because they were all things I was proud of myself for wanting to do going to uni running sports clubs you know traveling abroad doing voluntary work all this kind of stuff I looked at and I thought this is the kind of person I want to be in my survivor state and this is the kind of identity I want to step into And so when you create an identity that you're really wanting to step into, it feels safe to leave the other behind. For me, the real difference from the survivor to the thriver stage is the survivor stage, you're still really doing the work. Things still feel uncomfortable. There might be cycles of going back into the victimization stage. And I think in the surviving stage, you're still kind of working through maybe the trauma or the experiences that have held you victim before. So it's very much this ebb and flow, um, but you're beginning to see your value and you're beginning to kind of rediscover who you are away from eating disorders or alcoholism, or, you know, you're beginning to see that you can cope and you're willing to kind of leave the victim mindset behind and step into this kind of new identity. I think in the thriving stage, We don't even really associate with it. It takes up even less headspace and we've just fully stepped in to who we're meant to be. And, you know, we've integrated that experience. Um, We might be moving on into different areas and different seasons of our life. And really our identity is completely shifted and we don't even associate with that victim anymore. I hope that kind of makes sense. If you're interested in learning more about this topic, please head over to the show notes because there's a link to my website and I wrote a blog about this as well. And you can always slide on into my DMs over on Honey, Are You Happy on Instagram. I'm more than happy to have a conversation with you or answer any questions. If you've liked this episode, please give it a share on your socials or go over to Spotify or Apple and just give it a little rating or review. It really helps and it really motivates me to keep creating content for you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Honey, Are You Happy? As always, I really don't want you to be left struggling alone. So if you're struggling from disordered eating, body image issues, self-esteem, self-worth, or just generally feeling a bit stuck with life at the moment and not sure how to move forward, jump on a free consultation call with me. The link is in the show notes. I cannot wait to work with you and help you become a happier, healthier version of yourself. Until next time, bye.